0: Welcome to the Talent to Learning Show podcast series, episode 49, with independent learning tech analyst, John Lay. Today, I interviewed Troy McLean, CEO and founder of Tavuti, about the employee training challenges and solutions at U.S. hospitals and hospital systems. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talenttolearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Town to Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and and the practitioner perspectives. Well, today is no different. From the vendor side of the expert equation, we have Troy McLean, CEO and founder of Tovuti, which is a super popular and award-winning cloud learning management system and one of the talented learning uh, top 40 learning systems in 2021. Closing out its fifth year in the market, tovuti is on fire, uh, rapidly offering innovative affordable and well-supported learning management and authoring solutions to all types of small and medium-sized businesses in the United States. Although Tuvuti supports broad use case support in learning systems, they have developed a particular specialty in supporting hospitals and healthcare systems. Today we're going to learn about the state of the hospital LMS market, e-learning and training their employees, the COVID impact and strategy, technology changes, and more. Get ready to learn. Troy, welcome to the Talented Learning Show. It's great to finally have you
1: here. John, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be on your program as well. We're uh, coming from you with my mobile command center, but we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Troy and
0: I, uh, audience are, are probably two of the, the countryest uh, <laughs> learning professionals uh, that I know uh, for sure. As we started off this whole conversation about mobile command centers, tractors, and track loaders, but we're going to move into something much more practical for the audience today, and that's to talk uh, about the healthcare market uh, in, in the learning technology space and get an update uh, from it. Uh, Troy, you're, you're an expert in all this. Uh, your company's been doing really well in this sector and others and is on fire, and so we want to learn about uh, all, all about uh, uh, that you can tell the audience about what's going on in you know, top... Uh, top features and buying criteria and challenges the industry's having, and just to get everybody up to speed um, as this is a really difficult industry. But before we go there, I think we should start at the top and learn about your organization. Uh, for a lot of people uh, to really might not be a household name, but from my perspective, my bird's eye seat in the industry, you guys are on fire, tearing it up, winning deals all over the place, uh, just really making a difference. Uh, tell us about your organization, why you founded it, who you are, what's your you bet what's your your spot in the market let's have you
1: bet and in truth it really does first of all who we are in short we're the next generation learning solution Uh, what we've been doing for organizations is we help them scale up with their team through offering online courses that helps their team skill up uh, right now we're we're considered one of the biggest of the big when it comes to market penetration and it's, uh, it's very exciting to have that since we only started in 2017 but really didn't launch until 19 uh, we were founded in truth we were founded because of my kid sister my kid sister is profoundly deaf she's development delayed and I'm legal guardian of my baby sister. My baby sister's name is Dora Lynn and man, she's just the love of my life. Uh, I took over legal guardianship of her in 98, and fast forward to 2017, I was fighting, uh, passionately fighting for her educational rights and fighting for uh, a new way to help her learn and dealing with the state and dealing with medicaid and stuff i, I just thought the, the modalities those old modalities and those old training models weren't working well and that kind of pedagogical path that they had her on wasn't achieving the outcomes that i thought could be achieved now to be very clear we did not build a special needs platform instead what we did is we democratized online tools so that Anyone can build whatever they want towards an outcome instead of a process. And so, my sister was the my sister was a catalyst, and uh, we built it because of her. And by doing that, uh, we launched Tavuti. Tavuti is Swahili. Uh, it's a Swahili word that means belly button core or literal translation is website, but they consider in Africa, the website to be the center of knowledge or to be the belly button of knowledge. And, uh, that's how we launched Tabuti. Uh, I've spent a long
0: career in, uh, in, in the learning system space and healthcare terrifies a lot of vendors. Uh, yes. it's, it, it's It's got a lot of balls in the air from pure management and learner types and things like that, Uh, yet you guys are succeeding there and finding new clients and lots of opportunities helping hospitals and hospital systems. So I was wondering if you could, uh, since you're building that specialty there, help us understand what the current state is, uh, especially with COVID, the current state of learning technology, e-learning, learning learning management inside a a healthcare systems.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, John. One of the things that we have been seeing specifically in the healthcare industry is the literal trans, uh, transfer transformation of the landscape of healthcare. And where the shift it is moving from peer managerial training that takes these healthcare providers on a management track to leadership. We're starting to see, because of COVID specifically, we're starting to see this underserved and well-earned uh, need for frontline workers. And so moving away from not just offering, I should say moving away from, but they're not just offering admin and management training, now we're offering and seeing industry, the healthcare industry, offer more important frontline worker education, such as registered nurses, such as um, uh, uh, ER doctors, home healthcare, and really giving them the tools that you would give traditionally in a management uh, vertical. We're starting to see a shift to give registered nurses and others the tools to learn how to have uh, better healthcare techniques, learn how to uh, be more inspired, uh, learn how to have a a better quote-unquote bedside manner through soft skills versus technical skills because the frontline worker In the healthcare industry, we have seen this underserved model. We've seen this undereducated as far as these type of techniques. Uh, Pre-COVID, but post-COVID has pushed it out there. And these nurses, these frontline workers, they've earned the right to learn soft skills. They've earned the right to to be catered to and to be encouraged by. And so that's where we're seeing the shift in the hospital system. It's going. More towards home health and telemedicine, and less towards that uh, ER hospital assisted living. Not that that's becoming absent, but it's a complement on top of. Does that make sense? Yeah, interesting, interesting. And so,
0: how does that impact uh, technology or, or LMS purchases? Is it an incremental audience? Does is, is it uh, because it's a you know an incremental focus? Does the existing systems uh, not cut it, or there is no existing system for the management track.
1: Like, what's what's driving the the new purchases? Yeah, I, I we're seeing the drive of the new purchases come from multiple factors. One is some of these old uh, and very amazing and awesome platforms out there just were catering towards having an IT specialist be able to implement it, having uh, an ongoing consultant be able to implement it. But the speed to education and the speed to get it done is what they were missing. And so uh, companies like ourselves, like Tavuti LMS, have been able to democratize certain tools and been able to democratize the speed to education through self-implementation. And so by giving our innovation to the organizations to allow them to build out a course, a lesson, to build out a video, to build out any type of learning track that trains, tracks, and report. What traditionally took uh, weeks, if not months, now takes at best hours, if not minutes. And we fully have integrated all these tools so that the hospital administrators and and the medical care professionals can implement their courses can implement their desired training within hours if not minutes and so that's been the biggest shift it's not that their systems were bad it's just that their systems haven't caught up to the online ecosystem Mm -hmm.
0: and in the just to dig into that just real quick so the part that they're not catching up to is the democratization what exactly does that mean does that mean that they don't need third-party content creation tools or that you're you're helping with the actual instructional design
1: by these these templates that they have, or uh, like what what exactly is different? Just dig into that. Yeah, for sure. So you've got in the healthcare industry, you've got some very complex learning that needs to be delivered that has to have uh, integration with certain other tools such as HR. RIS systems and they need to have very specific training that typically is outsourced with our system and the democratization of tools we're able to build what's, what would we, what we would call infotainment or edutainment and so you have to make it very engaging but also informative you have to make it very entertaining but also informative and we built out these tools that you would traditionally outsource, such as content build out, 3D hotspots, uh, augmented tools that allow you to walk into a virtual environment and look into that virtual environment. One of the areas that we use quite often is you're able to walk into a virtual environment using our tools and building this system. You can walk into uh, an ambulance and you can look around and there's multiple hotspots. Like where is the ventilator? where is the fire extinguisher what's in this drawer and the learner has the ability to go into these augmented environments and click to find the answer or click to choose the answer that wasn't traditionally available by combining these very intuitive and very innovative ecosystems mm-hmm. with with traditional learning you're able to immerse the learner factor and you're able to translate the information quicker, so that the efficacy of that employee of that team member can be increased uh, by a, a multiple of two, three, four, or five times, and still keep them engaged and entertained. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. And so, do you find that uh, hospitals are creating this? next level of content one by one, or is there organizations that you know already have it from content libraries that they're bringing in to
1: even go even faster than that? Yeah, a wonderful question. It the answer's both, uh, with us and with other companies, but a, a kind of a, a unique value uh, proposition on our side is, we allow you to, to integrate with best in class. So you could use our system, but we don't like death by plugin. And so if you have a system or if you have content that is already built out, it fully integrates within our system. So to the end user or to the end learner, it's seamless. And that's what's important. We want to do, do go from speed to learning to efficacy to out in the field as fast as possible because of the landscape that COVID has created. And so there are, Third-party providers that specifically provide content, and if that content is worthy of you, uh, Epic is one of them that provides some amazing content. Open Sesame Biz Library; uh, those content providers are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and they do a great job on uh, on providing that content. So we can do an application integration with them, where it makes it look very seamless. However, if you're a hospital, if you're a healthcare provider and there's a piece of content that you just wish to build out on your own because it's so unique to you. We have managed services and we have what we call subject matter experts on our team that work in the hospital field from CID coding to uh, healthcare providers themselves but also are fully trained up on building out content on our system and we can provide that with you on a custom basis as well. So they can do both. They Mm -hmm. can integrate with what's already built or they say, you know what? I want to build my own because we believe we have a better approach. Wonderful. We can help you with that as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Interesting. Interesting. One of the, uh, one of the challenges of of healthcare that scares other vendors is the, the direct and indirect reporting Mm. scenario. So you might be a registered nurse on this floor on this floor and that's, has different requirements different thing, but you're not reporting to that person who you report to is is over here so it's that formal direct reporting and indirect reporting that really throws off a lot of a lot of uh vendors and their capabilities is that something that you still run into it's been a couple of years since i've we do we
1: run into that a lot because healthcare is so regulated it it, it has this uh almost this boogeyman Uh, Persona around it for technology, Uh, but I don't see anything as tricky or as a challenge when it comes to uh, helping everyone. Uh, We believe that no matter the question, education is the answer. That's what we believe. And if you look at the healthcare providers, we believe everyone should have the ability to feel safe. We believe that everyone should have the ability to make sure that they can cure their ailments or be treated with the best in class. So. Technology should not be scared of healthcare. In fact, technology should partner with healthcare from the human approach first. So by putting people first, we have the ability to work within regulation and within industry, but thinking about it from a people first platform not from a process and not from a regulation so, so the gating that you're talking about a lot of people are scared well if I pro- supply this information to this person I have to gate it it has to be PHI compliant it has to be SOC 1 SOC 2 compliant it has to be HIPAA compliant our system has the ability to create that those permission based uh, courses and those gated courses that only registered nurses can see and no one else can see the administrator can gate those properly and appropriately, but still deliver the uh, the effectiveness of online learning and still report on the efficacy of whether it's a registered nurse, an ER doctor, or an administrator. And it's all surrounded around the industry compliances of HIPAA, SOC 1, SOC 2, uh, PHI compliances, so they don't have to worry about their information. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Wow, that is uh, that is a, a great way to approach it. And just uh, listening to the acronyms is, is probably why it puts a lot of fear <laughs> <in vendors laughs> as, as, as you're talking about it. So another thing uh, with healthcare professionals is just the lack of time. You know, it's not like a registered nurse and in time of COVID can say, okay, I'm going to go take 90 minutes for, uh, you know, for learning uh, or for learning something. How does that play into uh, you know your, your whole strategy or, or the way that they would use their system like how how is healthcare i don't know chunking it up or making it so that it's
1: you know it's not so
0: obnoxious like that and unrealistic
1: it's a wonderful again the lack of time is where everyone is lacking right now right there's not enough time in the day and prioritization becomes uh reprioritized based on the triage of the situation one of the things that we're seeing is the push down or the deprioritization of education because they are on the front line and the, what we have done is we've created a synchronistic and an asynchronistic platform so one they can train as a group when required or two they can choose to train by themselves through self-study through self-testing and we arm and in supply the hospital, the pharmaceutical company, whoever's in the healthcare industry, we allow them to decide if they want it to be a synchronistic training or if they want it to be an asynchronistic training. But what Tabuti does is give the flexibility to accommodate either or. Also what we've done is we've given the flexibility to crowdsource education. And so having the ability to crowdsource education with doctors from around the world or nurses from around the world, because we sign into the platform, And no longer do I have to wait for the single individual or the single authority to say hold on I'll get to you when I can get to you now per per permission based and through gating we can crowdsource education across the globe and so if there's somebody that happens to be located in Michigan and somebody is also located in Sydney Australia we can crowdsource that. Sydney, Australia has a different time zone than Michigan, but maybe you're a late night learner and you're on the same time zone as that person that's in Sydney, Australia. It can go anywhere from Africa to Antarctica. If they, as long as they got internet, we can crowdsource learning and crowdsource uh, signing off on and education uh, credentials. What, what, what exactly does that
0: mean, the, the crowdsource? Uh, in the sense that they're they're working together
1: unexpectedly or yeah it could be unexpectedly, but it could be by design so crowdsourcing uh, education is something that is we're very strong in our belief of for example I'll put out in my own system and on our to our my own team I have a problem and here's the problem that I have can you guys please help me solve it uh, and that could uh, go very specific into the healthcare where I have symptoms of a patient and the symptoms of the patient are X Y and Z but I don't have the ability to get a hold of my direct supervisor or my direct uh, report because they're they're offline, they're out of town, it's not their hours of the day, or they're just fatigued because, you know, they're putting in daunting hours. I can crowdsource that question through creating groups. I can crowdsource that question through creating classes uh, of the ability to answer. So it could be a level one, two, or three question. Uh, based on the administrator's decision. And it could be answered by a level one, two, or three crowdsourced answering club, if you want to use it that way. So how we use it specific with us is we'll ask questions in technology that I don't have time for an individual to answer it, but I want everyone to crowdsource and collaborate around the answer so that we have more eyes and more ears on it. If you look at from a hospital perspective or a healthcare perspective, the more eyes and ears on any symptom. More eyes and ears on any training allows for the most advanced, the most up to date, and the best of class in answers. So, having that ability as a learner, as a registered nurse, having that ability as an administrator in a hospital or a pharmaceutical rep to ask questions through a crowdsourcing method or to learn through a crowdsourcing method, boom, is increasing the efficacy of our healthcare providers like I said, to the degree.
0: Outstanding, outstanding. Um, that's why I love this podcast. I'm learning stuff all the time. Uh, so hopefully everybody else listening to this too. I'm the only guy that doesn't know crowdsourcing education. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, from a technology and integration standpoint, you mentioned HRIS. Uh, certainly that's you know, something yeah. many of us are familiar with. Are there any healthcare specific integrations? You also mentioned EPIC. So Some content providers, other than those two categories, what's anything special
1: in in healthcare? Yeah, in healthcare, yeah, absolutely. It's super important in healthcare or any type of uh, regulatory industry to have what they call SSO, which is single sign-on. And you wanna make sure that you have a single sign-on. Unique, uh, you've got the CFR, chapter one part 11 which is e-signatures that are required to it's a compliancy that hospitals and it's required through the fda so if your hospital pharmaceutical company uh, if you're regulated by the fda in certain areas you have to comply with the cfr chapter one uh part 11. it gets so confusing on that one but are, are these unique to the the healthcare provider, very unique to the pharmaceutical provider, that you have to have the ability to have an e-signature, have an ability to have a 16 digit or any type of digit alphanumeric sign in so that we can protect against fraud and so that we can track properly people's learning path and their learning uh, uh, advancement and so SSO is important but not required but see uh CFR uh, chapter 1 part 11 is and we have the ability to do that SOC 1 SOC 2 uh, PHI these are very important to have as well as having integration with some of the best in breed and I can tell you epic is one of the best in breed you want to have it they are the best when it comes to that stuff and so we have the ability to be able to do that as well
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow great great well, no wonder, uh, once again, it's the second time or third time in this conversation, no wonder vendors are, are scared, because that's a lot of specific, you know, with the CFR in general, electronic signatures are, are kids play for sure? No. It, 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 in Inside the system, there's a, because not only do you need them, but every organization wants to use them a little bit differently. So it's uh, not just enough to have it, it's to have it in a configurable way, uh, for sure, which is uh, not easy. Well, we're right out of time. It's a fascinating conversation, but why don't we wrap up here with the, the last, last question on advice, which uh, I always wrap up on it. Um, so how about this scenario? You're in a hospital, you're in training and development, you're making this shift from uh, courses to process and outcomes, and you're stuck on a, maybe a, a solid, but old and boring uh, learning management system. Uh, what, what's the process to kickstart this in, you know, at a time of COVID that, it's worth it now to upgrade your your learning. Is there any advice for them to get that conversation going internally? I think to, I don't know, spur some ideas about what, you know what these organizations are missing. What are your
1: thoughts on That's that? That's a hard question. That's a hard question, but I'll tell you my best advice on that is, first of all, don't look at your old system as old or archaic. What I what I would suggest is I suggest to any client that we talk to is, go through the old Ben Franklin. What's good about your system that you're using now? what are you missing that your system currently doesn't supply to you call your content provider call your LMS uh, this would be counterintuitive to me asking for the business but it's a hard thing to do to make a switch your current provider may actually have what you're looking for or may be willing to supply it if you just call and ask if you do run into a roadblock and they don't have it and their modalities are not able, uh, kind of that old methodology and modality of training on online, if they don't have the ability to catch up with the speed of learning, then I would suggest that you, that you put together all the things that you like about what you have and all the things that you don't like about, and then all the things you need and all the things you want. In your industry, there are needs, period. You have to be compliant in X, Y, and Z. And if that system doesn't supply you with those needs, then it, it's a deal breaker for you. You have to be compliant. Then you have your wants. Like, what do you want? Well, I want to be able to have uh, e-signature embedded in all my course authoring. I want to be able to have gated communities and gated authorization that only registered nurses see registered nurses stuff and only admins see admin stuff. I want to be able to have real-time reporting. Uh, I want to be able to have telemedicine and video uh, conferences embedded in the system. By the way, all of which, shameless plug, to (laughs) Booty has. I was guessing. Yeah, Yeah, we have all that. So after you've identified what your current system needs and what you want, and if it is unable to do that, then make sure you take that list and you go find an organization that will work with you past the transaction. We're not looking for a client, we're looking for a partner, and we want to partner with them. And I would say it's more important to build relations than it is to build technology.
0: There you have it, sage advice, Troy McLean, Tavuti CEO, founder. Awesome, <laughs> great, great having you here, Troy. It's uh, uh, f- always fantastic to talk. We spend most of the time laughing while we're doing it. Uh, yes, but, we do. But just seeing what you guys are doing in the marketplace, uh, just the, the the incredible success that you're having, and opening up now really difficult verticals and succeeding in them. Uh, it's all great to hear. Congrats on your success. Thanks for coming on to the show and, and
1: sharing your expertise. John, thank you. It's always a pleasure to, be to talk to you and we'll talk more about tractors later. All right, right. As soon as we go off a of recording.
0: Okay, everybody, thanks again for turning into another episode of the Town to Learning Show podcast series. Great to have you. We hope to see you on the next you can find more of our free resources at talentolearning.com. Have a great day.